Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Hello and welcome to the Indie Incursion Podcast, your weekly indie games podcast where we bring you the news about indie games, a uh, kind of like a release schedule of some indie games, not all of them, because I'm far too lazy to go out of my way to find all of them. And, of course, uh, we talk about some weird shit uh, that I generally try to surprise them with. It's it's a fun podcast. I'm really excited to uh, record today. Of course, we have Josh that uh, is with me every week. How you doing, Josh? I'm doing good. How about you? I'm doing fantastic. I ate a Luna Bar like five seconds ago, and I know what you're about to say if you know what a Luna Bar is. Technically, it's a granola bar for women. It's the most delicious granola bar I've ever eaten in my fucking life. It's so good. All right, man. What, uh, whatever you do, keep yourself happy. <laughs> and, of course, this is another special episode. We have Errol on the podcast. How you doing today? I'm back with a vengeance in 2019. Oh, and you sound like it, too. <laughs> yeah, I love whatever you say. So it's just supposed like, to be, like, intense. Just, like, deadpan. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yeah, it's going to happen. <laughs> so what are you playing this week, Errol? Um, have you been playing past tense? Well, I've mostly still been playing my uh, my game of the year of 2018, Into the Breach, on Switch. Just cause oh, snap. I think it's the only turn-based game I have on Switch, but it's just nice to just relax and not have to worry about pressing a bunch of buttons or not having to pay that much attention, you know, so I can play it while I watch TV or something. Um, That's awesome. I've been thinking about picking up Into the Breach recently. Better do it. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and then I have been playing, I don't think I can say that much about it, but the embargo is pretty lenient. I've been playing uh, a bit of Y2K on PS4. Oh, dope. Ooh, that good old yick. How is it? Yick. <laughs> it's, it's good, but th- that's kind of um, more to my point because since it plays like a Paper Mario, for every attack, you're always pressing a button or always doing something. Or... So it's just nice to... You can't just chill out? Well, the creator said they were going to add some accessibility features, so I'm uh, with the day one patch, so I'm wondering how those are going to change things a bit. Or like give more right. options otherwise music is great voice acting is great the story is interesting how how closely is the rpg elements to something like paper mario um well so you know how well i'd say half the attacks are very similar like like you know press x at a when the when this thing hits the this certain color mm-hmm. or um 
pull the stick back and release it on the green or something on the green light or something right 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 gotcha, gotcha. and then there's a, a couple more that are like more like mini games that are actually based off of like some of them are based off of retro games i don't want to spoil too much there was one that i really liked but i don't want to okay i'll save that Huh. That's pretty cool, though. It's interesting. I wonder how that works. Is that coming out on PC? I wonder how they're going to do that. No, it's, it's PS4. Oh, you know what? I actually don't know if it's PC. I know it's PS4 and Switch, and weirdly not Xbox. Mm, suck it, Xbox. I can't remember if it's PC or not. Uh, looks like Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4. Oh, it does say Windows as one of the platforms. Okay. So I guess I'll do that. I don't know. I'll have to see. I'll probably end up getting it on PC, and I'll uh, I'll let you know. Yeah, because so for indie games, that's pretty much it that I've been playing. I can't wait to uh, get like ninety percent the way to like editing this tomorrow, and then Errol sent me a message saying that the embargo is much less lenient than he thought. <laughs> me oh no, I read it. it. I read it before. <laughs> I read it. There wasn't a lot of detail. It was just saying like. Oh, you can only like only have footage past like you can't have footage past this certain dungeon or and you can share screenshots but again can't not talk past about that it on podcasts dungeon. with your friends. Hey, it said no there were no details about podcasts. Oh. Errol just skimmed the email. <laughs> He's like, oh, don't talk about a dungeon, I got it. Alright, I'm ready to go. No, I'm sure because a lot of the gameplay I didn't like go into super detail and a lot of the gameplay was already shown in the trailer. Or in the trailers. Like, there's gameplay footage. There was a live stream of it the other day. The creator did a live stream of it. Hmm. So I think we're... I'm good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're just messing with you. It's all good. I'm sure nothing bad will happen. And if it does, well... This is our last episode, guys. Whoops. <laughs> Errol's like, this is at least my last episode. Sorry, guys. <laughs> no. Uh, for what I've been playing this week, it's just more Hollow Knight. I actually nice. haven't played that much... Um, that many different like video games or anything like that other than I played some Hollow Knight and I played uh, a demo for a game called Tarkus which is an indie uh, action platformer developed by like just one dude uh, for mobile which is actually pretty good how do you surprisingly. spell that? Tarkus uh, T-A-R-K-U-S okay. if you guys would actually like to get into the demo this is for the listeners and youtube of course since we're talking about it um you actually have to hit the developer up on twitter uh it's it's not too hard to find um but i imagine if you just type in tarkus to twitter you could probably find him his name is allison uh something i forget it's it's something like that he's a very good artist though i really really enjoy his art he did like the uh how people are doing inktober um he did one of his as uh ivar the main character from tarkus was i think his like day 19 of inktober it was really really cool I would definitely recommend checking him out on uh, Instagram and Twitter. But, yeah, I haven't been playing too much. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've got some interesting things to, I don't know, to talk to you two about outside of the podcast. But, um, yeah, I, I've been doing other things other than uh, playing indie games, which kind of sucks but i'm very excited to get back into them um i'm excited for my momodora to show up uh which is it's taken forever dude i'm kind of sick of it <laughs> fucking limited run always sending things like a million years later it's pissing me off hey man you gotta wait for quality stuff all right 
Or you could That's just, so true. you know, buy digitally. Look, we've tried this before. We're not getting Joke's on to you. I've already got it digitally. Ha! Okay. I've game fucking twice. Okay, yeah, to be dude. fair, if there was a physical your face. Uh, edition of Into the Breach, I'd be on that. Honestly, there probably will be. I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, like, Merge or Nicholas or even Limited Run did something for it. Well, because yeah. when, I, when I went to uh, GDC at the little, like, IGF booth, they had a, like, you could play Into the Breach, and, and on their little station, they had these, uh... God, I don't know what you call them these days. The, Are you talking about the pins? No, not pins. They were like bead things. The things made out of beads. Oh, but they were yeah, of the of the robots like and stuff. The mechs from the game, and they like yeah. And I was like, man, I wish I could get one of those. <laughs> um, I don't know if you're like I I don't know what kind of memorabilia you're looking for, but Fan Gamer has some cool Into the Breach stuff. I, I was think on there I just the other day. That. They've got pins and t-shirts. Yeah, I think I did see that, but I'm not sure if I remember. But anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah. Just give me a hard time. Anyway, on to our first story of today. Um, <laughs> we are going to PC Gamer. This is Slay the Spire adds Steam Workshop and mod support. Um, Slay the Spire finishes its run in early access on January 23rd, but that impending deadline hasn't stopped the developers from pushing out a major new feature in the first patch of the year uh patch 54 releases on thursday including include that includes steam workshop support for modders who want to make their own cards and other changes or other changes um all you have to do is enable mod support to choose play with mods uh, from the launcher when you start the game and they say presumably this will disable uh steam achievements but that has not been verified yet and uh achievements are not mentioned in the patch notes um josh you really like this game <laughs> that's that's where i'm gonna go with that that's uh you you just wrote a like indie spotlight piece for this uh for wait that was like two weeks ago right yeah, yeah, yeah last week yeah last week this week was in uh for the king for the king correct yes correct yeah check those out parallax media dot one is they're good <laughs> for anyone for anyone who's listening i'm starting a, a 2019 uh goal of trying to do an indie spotlight every wednesday um basically spotlighting one game every week uh of the indie variety to promote some visibility for those independent developers and the great products that they create um and slay the spire was the first one and the reason why i didn't talk for what we were playing is because this is pretty much what i've been doing um for this past week or so, I found out that Slay the Spire now has mod support. And lo and behold, I love uh, just about anything with mod support. That's the best part of, like, I think the PC community in general um, is there's just so many creative people and there's so many creative ideas that when the developers say, okay, go ahead and run with it, it's uh just really good for the game in general because with slay the spire i always like it and i pick it up every once in a while but this really rekindled that flame of being like oh i really want to play because what they did is a lot of these uh new 
uh, mods are bringing in new characters. So the way Slay the Spire works is it's a card game where you can have three different characters and they all have different card bases. Well, these mods have added like uh, at this point in time, like 12 different characters. Now, of course, because these are mods, they're not regulated. They're not, you know, uh, at the same quality uh, as you would see in the actual Slay the Spire characters, but they have a lot of fun quirks that, you know, maybe you only play it once, but it's a unique time. And then some of them, like uh, one of the characters that was created is you get to play as a slime boss, which is one of the things that you actually fight. You're playing as one of them and you get to create a little army of slimes and it has a whole new meaning to the game of how you play and it has a whole new card set and it's it's a lot of work that came from you know talented people out there and it's just so interesting that they did all of this especially so quick this uh this mod service just came out recently as it was said in the article and there's already a ton of different characters a ton of different cards and different ways to change the gameplay for it so i've been having a lot of fun with it have you played slay the spire arrow i have not (laughs) you should Oh man, there you go. <laughs> you should. I, I I gushed for quite a while, but I really love it. I've played it for, like I said in the the indie spotlight, over a hundred hours. I have a buddy who me and him always talk back and forth of like climbing through the spire, and he's put in like three hundred plus hours. I think the last time we talked about Slay the Spire was maybe like a month ago, correct? When they put in their last uh, update, where you like you now have like a final boss or whatever that's this creepy big heart yeah yeah something like that four i oh and i finally beat that the other day too i I beat my first heart um which was a lot of fun but yeah that thing is crazy tough did you crush it in your hands did you just pluck it right out you're like and then squish it like patrick swayze no i stabbed it with a ton of knives but close That's way less cool. I wish you crushed it like Patrick Swayze. It's a pretty big heart. I can't really fit that in my hands. Get bigger hands, bro. That's all I have to say. (laughs) Not with that attitude, you can't. (laughs) (laughs) They're growing. Maybe. Maybe not. But anyway, (laughs) for the listeners, you should play it. It's a lot of fun. All right, then. Uh, Speaking of games that are a lot of fun, we're moving over to Polygon for our second story. This is Facebook Rejects Gris Ad for Sexually Suggestive Content. My favorite part about this article is that the subtitle is Publisher Devolver Digital Calls the Decision Really Stupid. Yeah. Um, Normata Studios' lovely Nintendo Switch and Windows PC game Gris is artwork in motion. It? What'd you say? Is that how you pronounce it? Is it Gris? It's like Gris, it's Gris, Gris, something like that. Yeah, I don't fucking know. <laughs> hey, you want to get Microsoft Sam on this? Yeah, Maybe let's find know. out. I don't think Microsoft <laughs> Sam has a Spanish accent, though, so I don't think it's going to do it right. Gris. Gris. Then sounds like anybody can't judge me if they can't judge a computer for it, okay? Yeah, no. Jeez. Microsoft Sam is way off because it thinks it's English, and this is obviously not an English word, and so it says grice. <laughs> so I don't... <laughs> Clearly we're all wrong. It's grice. All right, then. So uh, grice um, actually has a very strong... Uh, it Basically, the, the article goes on to say, unless you have a strong aesthetic eye, there's no way you'd get offended by this. Um, especially, it is not sexually suggestive in any way. Um, and it seems like Facebook rejected it because... Seemingly because of a specific scene in it where you can see, like, 
kind of a woman like a giant woman silhouette who's possibly naked but let's be real you can't really see it so this must be one of those implied nudes i've heard so much about all over the internet i think have you guys seen like uh in in this game there's a there's a part where um the main girl can like turn her dress into like a heavy box so that she she can like stand against the wind and it just looks funny. I just think if it was that image that was marked for sexually suggestive, it would have been a lot funnier. I just imagine somewhere, like, at Facebook headquarters, there's, like, somebody looking at a picture, and they just slowly zoom in, and they see an ankle. And they're, like, sexually suggestive. Fuck this, not they doing faint. it. They <laughs> Um, the, the article really goes on to talk about kind of a bunch of stuff, but basically just how this is bullshit and, uh, the Devolver Digital definitely thinks it's really stupid. Um, and they go on to basically check out a bunch of different like Facebook images of different statues and other things that have like have huge dongs and all sorts of stuff. And they're like, yeah, this is totally fine. Right. Sounds, sounds totally cool. I mean, I, I wouldn't say it's a huge dong. It looks like an average-sized dong. <laughs> okay, well, this one is not a huge dong, but I'm telling you right now, I've seen some pictures on Facebook, huge dong. Right? <laughs> you are okay? scrolling around in the wrong sections, man. Okay, you want to hear something weird, totally off topic of this? So, with one of these stories, uh, we go to Twinfinite, spoiler alert, um, like we do every week, because they have pretty great indie games news, and all of the ads that were coming up were, and I'm telling you right now, I don't know what I'm searching for, but they were all for this like weird web comic called like Stepmom, and I was like, what the fuck? Why am I like now? It's Final Fantasy like fourteen around reborn ads, but before it's this weird sexy comic about a stepmom. I don't know why. Mm. we might have to question what you were looking at (laughs) right right before i was looking at that article little did you know i was sexually pictures of dongs on facebook yeah (laughs) i don't know i mean the the whole funny part about this is they probably got more exposure by this alone than any facebook ad would have gotten them anyway right if facebook like any sort of uh censorship immediately like People basically blow up altogether, but this is very special. Censorship is a different thing entirely, and people tend to, like, nuke others over censorship. Yeah. Do you think this is sexually suggestive, Errol? <laughs> yes. Burn it with fire. No, I'm ah. kidding. I'm kidding. What about the penis it's, pick? It's dumb. Is that cool? The what? You see the lover <laughs> statue, the penis pick? <laughs> That's okay. Average size dong. I'll allow no, it. No, but I, I think it's it's ridiculous. This whole thing, it's like the whole, and it's like that whole. It just reminds me of the whole Tumblr thing, where like, I have friends who do art that's not inappropriate at all, and it gets flagged. Oh yeah, how Tumblr was blocking nudes, so they lost like ninety percent of their user base. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't even, and then like half of the <laughs> art they flagged wasn't even there. Yeah, I heard about that. Like a bunch of different. I was a uh, following like that whole controversy on Twitter. I I follow a buttload of like different artists and stuff. I'm. Um, mainly pixel artists but yeah they were like yeah so i don't post on tumblr anymore because of stuff like this and it was like a picture of like they literally had done like a pixel art mecca and it was just like 
Yeah, no, that's that. We can't have that. That's too sexual. They're like, it's literally a hunk of fucking metal. I don't understand. <laughs> but you never know. Sex robots uh, might look different in the future. Speaking of the future, our next uh, indie game article is over on Game Informer. This is Indie Gem the Last Night Encounters Massive Developmental Delays. I would have said... Speaking of developmental delays. Seriously, I would have said, speaking of futures, this next game might have no future. But that's kind of... That's fire, dude. You're killing people. That's so mean. Spitting venom. Uh, So we don't know much about the cyberpunk platformers last night, but... This spiritual successor to the 1992 game Flashback made a strong first impression during its E3 2017 trailer. The Last Night is about a second-class citizen who becomes disheartened by the seemingly pointless existence of his neighbors whose day-to-day lives are completely gamified. Developer Odd Tales originally planned to release in 2018, but the team has encountered massive business, legal, and funding issues. Um, So it seems like... They're not doing so well. They went to Twitter to say that they encountered uh, massive business, legal, and funding issues that they can't talk about. They had to cancel a new trailer for the last night that they were going to do at the Game Awards, and they're currently fundraising, uh, so they would like to get you to get in touch at hello at uh, oddtales.net to, I'm assuming, fund them in some way. I feel like they should have really given know. more information on that. <laughs> Yeah, that's a little weird. That's kind of ambiguous. They're just like, yeah, just get in touch. So I could just be like, sup, dude? How you doing? <laughs> My name's Vaughn. Good to meet you. You want to show me what your game is like, I guess? Uh, yeah, I've been really excited for the last night for a long time, and I've been wondering why we haven't got anything for so long. Um, I I don't know how like massive business, legal, and funding issues would come up so quickly. So I'm assuming that, like, I don't know... I can't see that all unfolding in a month. I don't know if you guys could either. I mean, or I guess a little bit over a month. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I feel like there there are unexpected things that can happen. I just, it seems like it's something where it, it's got to be pretty detrimental to put, you know, everything off from being on such a good trail. Like, I wonder what could have potentially caused something like this. Um, it, it definitely seems if anything a little suspicious but i mean obviously you don't know what they're going through because they're not talking about it but it is a shame because it looked like a really cool game it looks very cool i was very excited about it um i had read i don't know if they've like changed anything um but i did a video like early 2017 mid 2017 and i had included the last night in it and while reading the description it seemed really cool uh basically like in this futuristic society um, like robots have taken over like 90% of the laborious tasks that go with everyday life. Um, so like you just, you don't have anything to do. That's what it means by their lives have been gamified. Like they, they just don't have anything to do. And he's the, the main character is looking for purpose in his life. Um, yeah, I like many others got like hardcore Blade Runner vibes from it. And I thought it was really cool. Um, I, I don't really know now. I, I don't know what's happening. Um, I'm not going to get my hopes up, really, because I don't know. Yeah. Well, one thing uh, that was recently posted on Twitter, his Twitter uh, specifically, 
Um, he says, last night is still in development. The team is still working. Any rumors of cancellation are untrue and frankly baffling. Yes, we have been in a delicate position for the last few months, but we are solving it. So that was about a day ago. So, I mean, things are going in the right direction. It's just, it looks like they had just a major setback, which who knows what that could have been, but hopefully they're, you know, on the right track, I guess, getting back on the right track. Um, but maybe someone helped them out and someone ended up funding, giving them the funding they need to get things sorted out. Were you excited for the last night, Arrow? Uh, I just remember there was a lot of controversy about the creator or something. There was a lot yeah, of... he said something about Gamergate. It was a whole thing. I remember I mean, that too. I don't know. The I don't know. The game never really looked that appealing to me, but it's a cool concept, I guess. That's really it's all I have It's a Phoenix simulator it. and pixel art. That's it. Yeah. All right. Thank you for the astute opinion. (laughs) (laughs) Errol says no. Got it. Errol does not want a future for for this game. For the last night? He's like, eh. It's dead, I guess. (laughs) All righty. So I'm not even going to come up with a transition for this one. Uh, Now we're heading over to Twinfinite. Well, I guess I kind of... Oh, speaking of futures, I told the future earlier when I said we were going to Twinfinite. (laughs) (laughs) stupid transitions uh so this is devolver digital uh discounts game at the request of a single potential customer um i saw this as it happened what i saw this as it happened on twitter oh yeah me too (laughs) that's why i thought this story was so funny i was like well actually something i did think was weird that basically nobody reported on this but twinfinite but i guess that's why i go to twinfinite for news on indie games as well so uh in a conversation often often dominated by controversies it's refreshing to see examples of stellar customer service even if they may be driven by the reward of publicity a prospective customer emailed publisher devolver digital asking for a discount on shadow warrior 2 and their wish was promptly granted um and it basically goes uh Apparently, it's going to take forever to load Twitter on my page. No big deal. Uh, so this guy emails him and says, I want to buy I want to buy and play Shadow Warrior 2, so please put it on sale right now. Thank you. All the best. Potential future purchaser. And they email him back. Sure thing, boss. You've got one hour. And they discounted it 75% uh, from $40 to $10. This went for exactly one hour. And I don't think anybody actually knows whether or not this dude purchased it. I don't know if anybody reached out to him <laughs> on Twitter about it. it. <laughs> Wouldn't that be hilarious? He's like, nah, dude, I didn't even, I'm not even going to buy it. Ten bucks is too much. How about nine? <laughs> he starts bartering. <laughs> not enough, Devolver. Not enough. Um, other than that, there's not much meat on this article. That's the only thing I have an issue with articles like seemingly like this is that the majority of the article was literally that was it. The rest of it is just kind of talking about like, oh, Twinfinite didn't enjoy Shadow Warrior 2, and Amazon might also do something with Shadow Warrior. And I, then they talked about Gris for some reason. I would have just, I would have mentioned how Devolver Digital is awesome, and that maybe we should um, ask them about the release date of Metal Wolf Chaos. <laughs> Waiting for that game. I don't think either of us have played Metal Wolf Chaos. Yeah, I don't. I don't. <laughs> None of us have because it was only released in Japan <laughs> and it's not out here yet. Get on that, Devolver. You heard it. Maybe you should email them and they'll promptly email you back. Tweet you, them. Know. you know how emails work. Oh, people always get back. Oh, yeah, yep, definitely. That's the answer. Especially my, my <laughs> interviews recently. Like, 
definitely get back to me. I like emailed somebody and they emailed me back like a week and a half later and they were like, oh yeah, this is buried in my spam folder. I literally check my spam folder like every day just to make sure I'm not missing anything. Oh, it's no, kind I don't of do yeah, I've been doing that too. Obsessive. Nah, I've got millions in my spam. They'll stay there. They'll stay in the graveyard. I, I've got millions in my inbox, dude. <laughs> oh, you're one of those type of people? Come on, man. Clean your shit up. One's going to be like, we'd love to be on the Indie Incursion podcast, and then you'd, you'd know, never see it. And then it's like, oh, we could have had a really cool guest on. That's their fault for well, being spam. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right? That's so true. No, I, I've. I, if you guys would uh, like to be featured on the Indian Incursion podcast or you want your uh, like your your press release to be featured on here, just um, DM me at Hyde Legion on Twitter. I make it really easy for you guys. It's not too hard to get in contact with me. My DMs are open. Literally anybody could. Unless it's dick pics and then... That's not cool, dude. He'll still look at him. Not happy. Look at his <laughs> This seems not safe for work. Uh, I bet Facebook wouldn't allow me to post it. Oh, oh that's dude. true. That's true. No dongs. Although, yeah, I mean, dude. I guess dongs are okay. They just don't want women. They just don't want yeah, they don't backs want yeah, wait a minute. women that are also tall. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's going too far. Uh, did you guys play Shadow Warrior 2? Nope. I actually didn't. Yeah, no, I didn't. But I yeah, love I Devolver didn't think games. Any of us did. Like a lot of the Devolver games. I think you should have asked for the Messenger, though. But then again, $10 versus $40 isn't much of a, a difference. Just because that game is much, much cheaper. But yeah. I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's better. Because I haven't tried it. And I have tried the Messenger. And I like the Messenger. <laughs> so there. I'm going to use agree my feelings as facts. See? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> overruled but yeah no it's Um, it's awesome that they did this i think it's it sets a weird precedence though for like other people who are just going to like flood their inbox now with requests because it's like once you do it for one person it makes it kind of difficult to be like okay well no no more like it's the whole concept of like having something for customers and then taking it away um but I mean, if they do that every once in a while, it's still pretty cool because it's really not hurting them if it's only for like that hour is like a here special deal for people to get it. So, yeah, it was very cool of them. Honestly, Devolver Digital has been one of my favorite publishers for a long time. So as this just kind of shows why uh speaking of one of my other favorite publishers we are actually moving on to our next story this over on twinfinite as well uh this is remilor remilor did we come on a consensus on how to say this by the way uh anybody want to put it into microsoft sam see if he knows uh let's find out uh we'll say remilor Oh, cool. Remy Lore for PS4, uh, Switch, Xbox One, and PC shows gameplay in new trailer. Uh, today, Nicholas released a new gameplay trailer of the upcoming Rogue Light hack and slash action game, Remy Lore Lost Girl in the Lands of Lore. We get to see how each dungeon is procedurally generated, including its monsters and the items you'll find. Uh, this aims to provide an ever changing but consistent experience. Ever- 
every time you play. The game comes with several modes, including story, single player, and co-op. In single player mode, you'll be able to select different ways to tackle each level in order to provide a diverse experience without being weighed down by storytelling. Uh, And it goes on to talk about uh, the cool weapon and spell upgrades and such. Uh, But Josh definitely wanted to talk about this, I'm assuming, because he likes roguelites so much and he's so good at video games. So I would not say I'm very good at video games. I'm pretty, <laughs> I'm pretty borderline average, below average, but I can get through these. Haven't games. Haven't you heard? Everybody who writes about video games is terrible at them. I mean, I'm legitimately terrible at video games. I am one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we don't have all the time to waste on constantly playing the same game and getting good. It just takes too much time, man. I wish I did. <laughs> I just want to be really good at one game so I could just be like, man, I'm so good at this game. See, that's why. I'm really good at Gotham City Imposters, but you can't play it anymore, so uh, nobody will be able to disprove it. Suck it. Oh, man. We've got someone who's already <laughs> retired. Wow. Look, if they put, once they put Bubble Bobble on Switch, it's over. You and that Puzzle Bobble. Um, yeah, no, I, I put this game in here just because... Um, it looks interesting. I don't think there's anything just from like watching the trailer that really stood out as like something that's going to take it away from like uh, really to help it stand out. But it looks like I like the cutesy style to it. I think it's something that would be a good kind of like uh, turn your brain off and just spam through dungeons sort of a game. Um, but it's depending on how it goes. It, the fact that it has so many different gameplay modes and the co-op part, I love when there's these type of um, roguelike games with co-op mode. Just because it's one of those games you could always pick up with friends and it just always feels different. It never gets really old and it's usually going to be something that you can just, you know, on a whim be able to play something like this. But we'll, we'll have to see. I mean, it does look a little clunky in the fighting style, which was one of the things where I was like, eh, I don't know, but... Uh, I feel like there's enough to it that it interests me to pick it up just to try it out. I think the, uh, I don't know, the world of it looks really cool and the fact that I can put on a costume that makes me look like a duck and hit people with a leak is pretty cool. <laughs> Farfetch'd? Um, what? Farfetch'd. Yeah, yeah, you look almost exactly but not at all like Farfetch'd. I mean, it's pretty much a like side a very duck pale comparison. Farfetch'd. A side duck Farfetch'd? Like yeah. a weird fusion? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's it's like if you tried to make Farfetch'd in uh, Soul Calibur. That's what it is. Oh, God. <laughs> Did you see somebody made Thomas the Train in Soul Calibur? And it's like this stuff. Excuse me. It is Thomas the Tank Engine. Thank you very oh. much. Oh, man. We got a true fan over here. <laughs> no, I just, I just get really annoyed when people say Thomas the Train for some reason. I don't know He's why. He's a fucking train. <laughs> It is a tank engine, whatever that means. I'm assuming it's the front piece of a train. It, of train. Like a train is the entire thing, including cars. Yo. And that is not. Where's my Thomas the Tank Engine video game by Platinum, okay? Stylish action game. <laughs> uh, but back to Remy Lore. Um, and Nicholas is publishing it, so hopefully we get a sweet physical version that I can, like, lord over somebody's head, I guess. I don't know. Nobody's going to give a shit. Um, what, and what, hopefully... Wait, 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 wait. Uh, the... So you can, so you can <laughs> what over someone's head? Lord it over somebody's head. 
Don't you mean Remy Lord? Ha ha! No? No? Anybody? (laughs) I'm leaving. (laughs) Alright, it's my podcast, guys. Welcome to the Josh Podcast. (laughs) Thanks for listening to my Badum (laughs) Tishcast. Speaking of uh, part of Josh's cast, we're now moving on to something that Josh really enjoys, and that would be news cram. Oh boy. Cram, 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 cram. I was pausing specifically so you could do that. I honestly was thinking you weren't going to do it. I was <laughs> kind of disappointed. You can't, you can't drop the cram. <laughs> so these are all the indie game news stories that we may or may not have actually had opinions on. <laughs> I guess. I don't really know. It's There's a lot of indie game news, and this podcast would go for like six hours if we actually gave opinions on everything, what? especially because sometimes, like, I don't have a whole lot of opinions, and other times I really wish I would have talked about Panty Party. It's just, <laughs> hey, it's man, up in the air, we'll, we'll, <sighs> we'll get a call out for it. <laughs> uh, so for Newscram, we've got a bunch of different articles, but of course you guys can uh, check these out on their sites. Uh, on Game Informer, we have Grab What Remains of Edith Finch for free next week. Um, on Twinfinite, we have Enjoy the Dystopian dystopian Future with free games from Twitch Prime. Uh, on Polygon, we have Panty Party for Switch mm-hmm. turns underwear into fighting machines. Not actually good shit right an there. X-rated game. Yeah, yeah, you just have to make sure you're 18 on Steam to look at it for some reason. Yeah, man, panties are they're they're too too much for for the young eyes. I wonder if they're too lewd for Facebook. Maybe. Yeah, see if Panty Party tried to put an ad on Facebook, they wouldn't like it. But if Dong Party was a game, they do. Boxer it. Party? Boxer Party. Yeah, <laughs> Boxer they're Party. Like brief Boxers versus Briefs Party. Oh, uh, good game. <laughs> we should make that. <laughs> All right, then. Uh, so another one over on Polygon is everything the game is headed to Switch. Uh, on Game Informer, we've got Sonic Mania developers release unused Darkwing Duck game pitch. You know, I'm kind of uh, on... upset that that one didn't go through just because I, I, I love that old school, like the, the, the NES, like Disney cartoon classic I game agree. style game. But I was looking at the game, like, at first I was I was really like, oh, that sucks. But then I kind of looked at the gameplay and I was like, hmm, I don't know. This looks really, like, kind of boring in a sense. But this is like a demo. <laughs> it's like a demo. So, you know, it's like very uh, rough slate. Like, there wasn't anything polished to it. So I went going in as like, oh, a finished game. And then I was like, oh, no, no, no. I have to take a step back. This is like just a pitch. <laughs> um. Yeah, I want... I mean, I wish we could get more stuff like the Disney Afternoon collection. I want another, like, like the remastered, uh, remastered version of the uh, DuckTales game. I want the... So, like, the Disney Afternoon collection, but with... And it's a lot harder, but, like, the Super Nintendo Disney movie games. Like, Lion oh, like King, Aladdin. Like Beauty and the Beast, and Aladdin. Oh, yeah. But that's a lot hard... Or, I think with some of them, it's a lot harder. I think a few of them are still Capcom. Yeah, the licensing on that is probably atrocious. I don't know. Like, yeah. no one wants to fight that battle. But damn, would that be awesome. I'm sure Disney could buy it all. Or just be like, okay. Yeah, it's just... <laughs> a, just give it to them. Does Disney want to actually go that route? Probably not. That's the problem. Uh, so for more news, Cram, we've got Fan Create's remake of PT brings Kojima's terrifying horror to PC. That is over on Game Informer. That's um, awesome. On what? That's my, my opinion on that is that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I never played PT. I really also don't like horror games, so. I don't either, but I still play it. <laughs> All right, then. Uh, on Twinfinite, we've got Hyper Jam is a new multiplayer indie game, or just indie, coming in February. On Twinfinite, we have Guacamelee 2 release date for Xbox One and Windows 10 revealed. Uh, once again, on Twinfinite, there's a lot of Twinfinite stories. This is what I'm talking about, guys. Nobody else fucking talks about indie games. It's annoying. Uh, on Twinfinite, we've got Honey Pop 2 gets new trailer sat sampling the yeah i was gonna say sapling i don't know why uh sampling (laughs) the charming voices of its girls uh once again on twinfinite adventure pal physical adventure pals physical release for nintendo switch announced i'm surprised i'm surprised you didn't want to talk about this it's a physical release what are you doing buddy are you sick it is but i don't give a shit about adventure oh my goodness did you play it no, it's just fucking like weird. It's so weird. I don't know if Him and heard his of it. like I play it. I okay, so what I'll do is I'll play it when I buy it physically. That's what I'm gonna do. Alright. I didn't need to talk about it though because I haven't played it. That's okay. why. Well I played it and it's I give it a an okay. Okay out of Is it great. a banger though? Uh it I is not a banger. It is a uh Yeah, it's not it's not a banger. I mean, it's it is even a quarter a of a banger. It's certified no banging. Um, <laughs> maybe, maybe not the best way to put it. Um, no, I mean, I liked it, but it just, I played it for a few levels and I was like, this is kind of fun. And it's a, a nice little platformer uh, kind of beat em up game. But like after the first couple of level, not first couple, but the first couple of worlds, it just got to the point where I was like, eh, this is like the same thing over and over again. I can't really sludge through these game, like these worlds. Like I, I get it. I've had my fill of what the game can offer. Just kind of ran its course. All right then. <laughs> um, once again on Twinfinite, we've got Boundless update adds a variety of new features, and the last story of news cram is. Once again on Twinfinite, uh, Retro Shooter Dusk is coming to consoles. We'll get new, we'll get new game plus co-op and soap. Yep, that's I. I didn't read too much into the soap thing, but that is quite interesting. Um, now it's time to move in like a, to our segment. Is that like a, a physical thing? Like, like you get a soap bar? <laughs> That'd be awesome if they sent you soap on a rope. I don't know why I find that so hilarious, but just in case you go to prison, I guess you'd need it. You know. I mean. That is true. <laughs> um, for our next segment, we are going to God Bless the Crowd. This is where Josh goes through a bunch of different crowdfunding sites. Actually, I don't know what his process is, but he finds some cool games that Errol generally hates and or are card games. Hey, or I what do you mean them. I generally hate? You've always <laughs> shit on my choices. <laughs> <laughs> Every time we have you on the episode, you're always like, oh, this game sucks because blah, 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 blah. Random reason that I don't remember. But I remember you talked bad about it, so I'm going to make fun of you. I liked Pocket Penguin. Pocket Penguin? Yeah, well, that didn't get back, so it doesn't count. He was on, like, six episodes, and he liked one game. And you generally do two on everyone. <laughs> I like this one. <laughs> By the way, before we move on to that topic, uh... Apparently, reading on the article, it is a, a actual soap bar. It's a, a bacon-scented soap as an official merchandise oh, item. That just reminds so, me of Invader I hate Zim. people, dude. <laughs> <laughs> the whole bacon craze is so fucking annoying. I hate it so much. Oh, man. Now the internet hates you. What have you done? 
Good, dude. This is what I'm talking about. We got to stir up controversy. (laughs) Get this podcast off the ground. Stir the pot. I guess so. (laughs) Whatever. whatever. So for our uh, game for God Bless the Crowd this week, we've only got the one, but it is one step from Eden. It is currently already funded. Uh, It's more than funded. It's like freaking 200% almost funded. It has 896 backers and it still has 24 days to go. It has, uh, I believe gone into its actual stretch goals where it's got pet summons already down and it's coming pretty close on bonus soundtracks. And then of course at 50 K they will get character skins and I'm really not enjoying the fact that they have a stretch goal that includes the Nintendo switch, but they refuse to tell you how much money they have to hit. For the Nintendo Switch release, that's just who knows. Me. Some amount of, and money. then they have like a nurse crouching. I don't know what that is. So, <laughs> yeah, I guess it doesn't make much sense if you didn't play the demo. Um, first <laughs> off, I'm a little upset because I thought you were going to transition with "We only have one," but it's a banger. I was very disappointed. Um, but um, uh, we have to cancel the podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> But I'll allow You it. should generally just assume I am not going to get the transitions one, one that you day, think I might. One day I will get you to say it in a sentence like that, and I will forever be fulfilled. Anyway, so One Step from Eden, uh, it basically plays like a – so it even says it's inspired by Mega Man Battle Network, which uh, if anyone hasn't played the Game Boy Advance games, it's kind of like a, a 8 by 8 grid – well, 4 by 8 each each team has a four by eight grid that you can move across <laughs> and your character can move and it shoots out whatever spells or skills that it has to fight enemies that also have their own grid and the weird thing about this one is they're con- like your character and the other characters are constantly using spells or skills that move back and forth between the the squares so it gets really hectic really fast one of the biggest things when i started playing the demo is it it's a lot of like it looks like it has a lot of potential it looks like it's a lot of fun and even when i was playing the demo i was like oh this is good but it was such a, a rush of just like so many things happening at once that the whole uh deck building or card based portion of this game which is basically those those spills uh, spells or skills you get as you're going through you level up and each fight that you complete you get a card uh kind of like slay the spire um in case you ever play that for somebody who doesn't like card games, you I, really like card games. I know. Well, I we, we talked a little bit about this before. I don't know why. I always say I'm not a card game person, but for some reason I always end up playing them and really loving them. But they have to have a, a twist. It has to be like a card game that's snuck into another game. It can't just be like just a card game. It has to be – there has to be something inch, like oh, something different about it. You might like Ooblitz then. Ooblitz? <laughs> yeah. Now they have card-based battles. I have no... Do they? I thought it was a dance-based battle system. It's both. What the fuck? Dancing and (laughs) cards? What's going on? Yeah, it's supposed to be like a Mon Tamer, but instead of, like, doing, like, actual harming each other, they're like, it's dance battles, but I didn't know it was card games. That's cool. Mm, I'll have to check that out. But anyway, so One Step from Eden, it, it basically runs so fast that you get these spells that you're able to use... But half the time, I didn't even care. Like, it shows you, and you can, like, shuffle through them and pick the ones, like, shuffle through to find the one that you need for that exact moment. But it was so fast-paced that I ended up just 
button mashing as fast as I could and just hoping for the best and making sure that I wasn't getting hit. So it, it's something that I feel like has potential, but I can't really put a good feeling for it until I put more time into it to see if it's something where it's just rushed because it's so new or if it's just that's the style of the game where it's just so fast paced that you really don't have much time to think about anything. You know what I love most about this game? It did two things right. One, no fucking $1 tier. They aren't slumming it with the special thanks bullshit. And for only $50, you can get a sweet plush, guys. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, oh, you forgot about the third thing. Oh. What's the third thing? Possibly no pickaxe anim- no weird pickaxe animation. You don't know that. That's true. Yeah, I've have not seen much of the gameplay, but there's it's very possible that one of these spells may or may not be a pickaxe and I will hate it. <laughs> it could be. It could be the deal breaker. But overall I, I recommend at least trying it out. It's something that might not be for everyone just because of its fast paced style, but for those who like that type of game, it's definitely something that's uh something that I would see myself end up picking up. Um, I don't know if I'm going to back this just because I really can't tell. I'll probably play the demo a couple more times before I make that uh, choice, but otherwise, it I mean, it's going to get backed anyway, so if not, I'll always just pick it up when it's actually out. It's, One uh, thing... Oh, Go ahead. Um, it's pretty interesting that uh, like we're starting to finally get these games inspired, because we've had games inspired by like Mega Man... And a few inspired by Mega Man X, like, forever. And now we're finally getting the Battle Network-inspired games. Like, there's this. There's Hero.exe. There's actually a Toho fan game called... I believe it's called Shanghai.exe. And apparently... I have it. I haven't played it yet. But it's... And it's free. But apparently it's insanely good. Well, if you're a Battle Network fan, you got a lot of shit coming towards you guys. Yep. Dang. <laughs> That's pretty cool, though. Yeah, I'll definitely have to check that one out because I, I did uh, really enjoy Battle Network back in the day. Um, and I think that's why I definitely want to see more of this. Um, but once again, we'll have to see. Something that I find really cool about this is the kind of like the two bottom portions of the uh, Kickstarter page is when they talk about mercy or murder, how you actually get to choose the fate of like, I'm assuming they're boss enemies. Um, So they like end up helping you out or you can be hindered because of the fact that you killed them and you get to choose your own path. Uh, So you get to like go down a variety of different zones and there are like safe zones that are like high like risk zones and stuff like that. I think that's really cool Um, because I don't I, I don't know not many games right now are coming out with actual like I don't want to say choose your own adventure things, but they're not coming out with real choice in it. And I think it's really cool that some games actually are, especially indie games. Yeah, that's true. And just looking further through this, because in the demo, I only got to play as one character, which I think there was an achievement. It's kind of weird putting it as an achievement, but one of their little milestones was unlocked where they're going to put an extra character in there. And I'm looking at one of the other characters, which is like a shield person who basically uses enemies attacks against them which i think might be easier to play for the fast pacedness to just have a more tanky character so that might be you know something that people would play if they can't keep up with the fast pace of it 
for that uh, initial character anyway. Maybe you should just get good, Josh, you know what I mean, dude? I mean, that's what I will do if I keep playing it. <laughs> don't you worry, buddy. I'll get there. <laughs> Are you uh, thinking about backing? I... Fuck, I forgot the name. One step from Eden, Errol. <laughs> I don't usually back stuff. <gasps> For shame. I, I For $50, you can it. get a plush, Errol. I usually can't this is blasphemy. Can't afford it. Come on now. We know you That's can't fair. afford it. You're like rich San Francisco man out there and stuff. No, I don't live in San Francisco. Oh, oh. In another place. Where do you live? <laughs> I don't want to dox you on our podcast. Yeah, what's your social security <laughs> what's number, your Errol? I live, in, I live in Southern California. Uh, that's like the same thing. Yeah, it's still expensive. It's not that expensive. See? It's um, not one of the most expensive. No, but usually I just can't afford it. I, that's why I try to do press stuff. Like, if I see a Kickstarter of a game that that I find interesting, I'll write about it mm. and spread the word about it. You gonna you gonna write about mm. this? You gonna spread the word after I oh, play the demo? Silence. Maybe. <laughs> maybe after I play the demo. All right, I'll allow it. I don't know why I have so much interest in this as if I'm. <laughs> the creator or something are you gonna write about how you don't know how much money needs to be spent for the nintendo switch release yeah because i would that really annoys me <laughs> yeah that's an interesting detail for sure <laughs> and it also i'm so tired of seeing this i really i really hate how the nintendo switch releases are always after the like the pc or whatever other release but it's always like we're coming out to every console but not nintendo switch they'll come out like next year or the year after like i hate that part i i'm sure there's like a viable reason like there's something with nintendo of getting it on the eShop or something like that but it just sucks because i always like i want to get games on the nintendo switch but i'm like do i really want to wait for you know a, a year or a couple months when i could actually be playing the game already you can get it on mac uh i well i would have to get a mac first <laughs> i mean what did you play messenger on i played it on the switch mac. oh lucky oh lucky <laughs> yeah i uh i ended up getting it on the switch just because it, it it i was just scrolling through the eShop and that's how i found it it was like coming soon here's a pre-order discount or something like that and i was like this looks cool and i ended up just picking it up and it was. And it was. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, but yeah. One step from Eden. Sorry, I have something in my eyeball. I was like rubbing my eyes for like six years. That's crazy. Gross. Wow, so it's already like 2025. Longest podcast ever. I'm sure we'll get an award for this, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it's time to move on to uh, the next segment of our podcast. This is where we run you through the indie game release schedule of the week of our recording. This is uh, January 6th through the 12th. Um, We've got a bunch of cool indie games for a bunch of different platforms. And don't worry, I will tell you what platform uh, I'm talking about right before I list the games. So it's not too hard. Um, I know, right? Don't worry, though. Don't. Thanks Thanks for reassuring me. Now I can... I can sleep. You're welcome. Sleep sound tonight. I'm a very reassuring <laughs> person. It's what I do well, other than talk about dongs on Facebook. All right, so it is a uh, multiple is our first category. Uh, there is only one game in multiple, and that is After Charge is coming to Xbox One and Windows PC Thursday, January 10th. Um, then we're moving on to PlayStation Four. Um, 
So I would like to say every podcast basically that I've listened to this week has run into seemingly the same issue where there was like no drop and there is no this week in games. So I just had to uh, kind of find all these release schedules or these release dates on my own. So that is why there's not many other than the Nintendo Switch because naturally. I think it's just this week is just weird and then like next week is when the ball really starts rolling let's cross our fingers uh so for playstation 4 we've got megalith is coming to psvr uh on tuesday january 8th uh seemingly there are no games coming out on xbox one but that is super doubtful and i will remind you guys uh that this is not a complete list of all the indie games this is just a list of a lot of indie games so no big deal (laughs) check them out um, so now we're moving on to the Nintendo Switch. We've got okay. What the fuck is that word, guys? Get some Microsoft Sam on this. Is that cheaty? Cheaty? Uh, I'm pretty sure. It's I don't a, know if a Microsoft Sam on this. You need like Tetsuya Nomura from Kingdom Hearts or like. <laughs> yeah, Microsoft <laughs> Sam is not uh, not handling this very well. He's not happy. Ch- He's like <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hate to be like. Uh, rude to the people who created it, but I would probably pronounce this a shitty. Yeah, <laughs> which, which is kind of funny because it's like a shitty bundle. A shitty bundle. So a shitty bundle <laughs> is coming to Nintendo Switch Thursday, <laughs> January 10th. <laughs> For those who actually want what to is- find it, it is A C H apostrophe T I bundle. Super n- not what easy. What is it? Nobody <laughs> knows. <laughs> um. So next up, we've got uh, "Bearing Me, My Love" is coming to Nintendo Switch Thursday, January tenth. Okay. Before we, I don't need to say something about this. I was so confused about this game because I didn't know it had come out on PC. Yeah, on PC already. So when I saw it in the kind of funny game showcase, I was like, okay, cool, but why does that seem so familiar? And I was like, oh, it it came out already. Okay. I'm not 100% sure about this either, but I heard on the What's Good Games podcast that it also came out on mobile, but I'm not. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it did. Yeah, yeah. Um, So, yeah, Bury Me My Love, January 10th. Seems like a cool game. Uh, so then we got Comgat Core um, on the Nintendo Switch comes out Thursday, January 10th. Double Cross comes out to the Nintendo Switch Thursday, January 10th. Everything the Game comes to Switch Thursday, January 10th. Inside My Radio comes to Switch Thursday, January 10th. Light Seekers comes to Switch Thursday, January 10th. Josh, you might like it. It's a card game. Uh, Mecha Wars Desert Ashes comes to Switch Thursday, January 10th. Overdriven Reloaded Special Edition comes to Switch Thursday, January 10th. Hive Jump comes to Switch Friday, January 11th. And Stellar Interface comes to Switch Friday, January 11th as well. And now moving on to our last game on the list. This is for Windows PC. Did you put Block Pooper 10? (laughs) (laughs) no (laughs) our last game on this list is coming to windows pc it is at sundown comes to windows pc thursday january 10th that's about it uh normally we would choose a game that we wanted to talk about on here just get a little bit in depth on it did you guys actually choose one or is the fact that there is not very many 
kind of throw you off. There's not. A, yeah. uh, Josh really wants to talk about Lightseekers, right? It's quite I, I looked it up real like quick. It does not look like for me. <laughs> it does not look like something I would like at all. Yeah, that one is not at all a, a departure from very, standard card games. Yeah, very standard is that, card is, game. I don't think so. <laughs> I I was is, looking at a couple of them. The ones that that look interesting um, are Hive Jump, but that's a pretty old game. That's from like 2017, but they're re-releasing it on the Switch. Um, but it looks pretty good. It's uh, it's a roguelike of basically a procedurally generated, but it's a co-op uh, kind of like Contra, and um, oh. uh, it's, it's it's interesting. It reminds me a little bit of Risk of Rain, but not the same art style. Uh, just the same concept of being like a four-person game of destroying the random monsters that are coming your way and getting power-ups. Um, and then there's Double Cross, which is coming out. Um, for basically like first release of pc and switch at the same time um which i guess we should have put on the multiple because it is coming for for pc as well um but double cross is coming out and that looks uh pretty good it kind of reminds me of a Mega Man game uh to some extent um but there seems to be more of like a an actual story to it um and there's also this tell me there's not a story to Mega Man games uh, you want to fight me i mean i mean more like dialogue <laughs> as a <in> story <laughs> it could be terrible story <laughs> but um but it, it also has some some interesting mechanic of like uh being able to kind of like a hook shot it seems like um but it, it looks like it could be something good um I'll have to see. I don't know if there's like a demo out. I, I hope there is because I would want to try it first because it looks like one of those games where it could be good, but it could also be terrible. Um, if it does affect your opinion at all, it is made by the same uh, people who made Runbow. So, you know, that's an interesting game that well, came out on the Wii U. <laughs> Runbow. Uh, it's a weird game altogether. Um, for my game, I really think After Charge is really cool. It was featured in the Kind of Funny Game Showcase. Um, it's kind of just like, I don't want to say an arena shooter. Um, it's an objective-based game where I believe one team is, uh, is like they're trying to accomplish an objective and the other team are like invisible monsters that are trying to keep you from doing so. It looks really cool. I think it looks awesome. That was interesting. You're like invisible robots, I guess, is what you are. Robots must sneak around to destroy all the energy extractors on the site while the guards are tasked to spot the attackers and stop them. I just think it's cool that they're invisible. That's kind of like a weird thing that I wouldn't have expected. Yeah, I was like, I was thinking, I was like, where do I know this from? And it was the kind of funny showcase. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You don't even listen to me, Josh. Jeez. I mean, I knew you said it. I just didn't remember like, <laughs> actually seeing it there. It's all good. It's all good. It came to me eventually. But yeah, no, it does look And Errol doesn't have one. <laughs> Come on, Errol. Nothing? Don't you want this shitty bundle? Yeah, Errol's going to play shitty bundle. Actually, I, I looked on Nintendo Switch, and a shitty bundle is, it looks like... Uh, Ethan, Meteor Hunter, and Inside My Radio. It's two games just combined. So it's it's an actual bundle. I, I wonder if they they did it on purpose. They titled it A Shitty Bundle. I'm not even joking. I bet they would. I don't, yeah, because I don't understand where that comes from because the publisher and developer are Seven Studio, or Seven? Seven Studio? Seven. No, S-E-A-V-E-N. So it's like Seven, but Seven. 
Seven Studio. So I don't know where Ashiti, uh, Ashiti. <laughs> Chide, chide. I don't know where shitty came from. <laughs> I don't know where this. I don't know where this <laughs> shitty bundle came from. <laughs> Put this in my eShop. Nintendo rejects it because they're like, "Nah, dude, it's too provocative." <laughs> oh man, I don't know. But yeah, Errol, did you have anything or, or nah? Not for this week. I mean the. Uh, hold on. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's a hard no <laughs> no i was gonna say i was gonna say uh everything is the one where like oh yeah it's yeah. really trippy right yeah yeah it's basically like a an existential like thought on going through the universe and becoming different elements like being a mountain being a, a like a an animal going through yeah that's honestly the most interesting one to me of these I've never played that, but I've seen other people play it. Yeah, I've never played it either, but I did when I was looking at it. It, it did look very interesting. I, I kind of want to pick it up, depending on the, the price of it. But it's a pretty, I think it's a pretty old game. I think it was 2017. That's a pretty old game. It's 2017. I mean, like in comparison old. to calling it a new <laughs> game, like, <laughs> it's a two-year-old game. makes sense. It's a two-year-old game yeah, in comparison to a list. It came out at the beginning of last year. It says uh, everything. Oh, March twenty first, two thousand seventeen is when it was released. Oh, on Steam, it says April twenty first, twenty seventeen. Yeah, well, it says well, that's PlayStation, PlayStation, PlayStation Four. It came out on March twenty first. Yeah, yeah. Be the universe in this epic, award winning reality simulation game featuring thousands of playable characters, endless exploration, and an extraordinary soundtrack and narration from alan watts i do kind of find it weird when people like brag and say that they have an extraordinary soundtrack <laughs> i was like what <laughs> and i love I'll the make... character animation how it's not like them actually walking they're like fucking rolling in this yeah, weird ass yeah way. i remember that <laughs> no what i was watching was like he was controlling like the person i was watching was controlling like a pack of deer and they were all just rolling around <laughs> yeah <laughs> It's so odd. Yeah, I might have to pick this game up just to just to try it out. Roll around? Just to roll around. I just want to roll around as a bunch of deer. That's always been my thing in life. It's only fourteen ninety nine, or if you want to pay eighteen sixty nine, it's on sale right now. You can get that award-winning soundtrack by Alan Watts. I'll make my own damn opinion. <laughs> tell me you have an extraordinary soundtrack. <laughs> So this brings me to my random question of the day. That's right. I do got a question for you guys. This week's question is, I want to know if there's a scenario in your life when you were a kid that you think back to and you're like, am I still alive right now? I should have been dead. Uh, so for an example, okay. what? when I was a kid, yeah, sorry. Let me go into the example first just to kind of clarify things. Um, when I was a kid, my brother and I used to jump off our house onto our trampoline, which, by the way, trampolines uh-huh. are like death traps. Those are terrible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're just always like racking your nuts on springs and stuff. I'm honestly surprised I've got both my testicles. Little did you guys need to know. I'm on it. I'm just very surprised. <laughs> I mean, I wanted um, to know. I had to make sure. <laughs> There's just so much genitalia talk on this one. Oh, yeah. It's all from me, though. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so me and my brother are jumping off our house, and my brother, being the a-hole that he is, I love him, but he's a dickhead, he told me to straighten out my legs when I jump, and it'll just, it'll make me go straight up, but really high, so I was like, oh, dude, that sounds, that's awesome, I'll totally do it, and he always jumps so much higher than me, so I was like, he's got the plan, he knows what's going on. (laughs) Yeah, that did not go well. I jumped off, and I straightened out my legs, and I ended up going, like, a complete 180, and I hit the fence and then landed on my head just on the ground and i was honestly like a hundred percent certain that i broke my neck and the the weirdest part and i don't know i think my parents had some questionable parenting choices at least sometimes (laughs) but i i i could have had a concussion and died but my mom's like one thing that she made me do to make sure i didn't die was i had to sleep in my brother's room that's it. I just had to. I slept on the floor in his room for some reason. Yeah, that was that. He was, I guess, gonna make sure I didn't fall into a coma. I really don't know. Sound logic. Like I said, questionable. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Makes sense to me. So, do you guys have any death-defying stunts that you somehow like accomplished as a child, or are you just like, nah, dude, I didn't actually do anything. You're a dumbass. Why do you? I mean, uh, what? Plan what age classifies child? Let's just go up until now. If like two days ago no, you no, no. rode an elephant say, or like it's under eighteen, and I have one story that that I could have died from. Um, All right. <laughs> so I I hate telling the story, but I'm gonna tell it anyway. Oh, exclusives. So, um, so basically, when I was a teenager, I had some some anger issues, Uh-oh. and. We were all angsty teens. I was angry about my... I mean, I was angry at my dad about something. I don't want to get into detail about it, because then I have to go into a whole other story. But basically... (laughs) And I had, like, this this stand-up punching and kicking bag. And I wanted to kick it, or, like, kick the wall or something. I ended up kicking my window. And so I thought it was fine. So I was just like... I was like, whatever, and then what? And then like my mom rushes in because she heard glass break. She's like, "Are you okay?" And like I try to stand up. I'm like, "Yeah, I'm fine." Then I fall down, and I see my my the back of my like ankles bleeding, and I'm in a ton of pain. And it turned out my Achilles, I had <gasps> like, oh god, my Achilles. <laughs> so we had to go over to the emergency room, and I had to get surgery, and I was on crutches for like two weeks, and then a boot for uh, like a week and a half. Jesus. Put that fucking punching See, thing is... not next to a window. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, what's up with that? <laughs> well, it was in the corner. The way my room was uh, is like So, it was it was in the corner. It was between like walls and then the window like really it was stupid. I I I didn't know the window would break. It was just me doing being a stupid teenager. He was legitimately just kicking the window. <laughs> It just happened to be next you know, to it. Yeah, in high school, when I got injured, I just said, oh, I was kickboxing, and I, and I missed. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds... This is why I don't tell you guys the questions beforehand, because you probably wouldn't have told that story. <laughs> oh, I don't care now, because it was years ago. No, yeah, okay. fuck that window. <laughs> I mean, it's fixed now. <laughs> You just, your parents um, lived in anymore. a fucking a like hole. There you go. <laughs> Broke it and left. <laughs> not my room. Not my problems. <laughs> well, no, there's 
bunch of years between that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't really have much. Um, the only thing that's coming to mind is uh, we we used to do a lot of stupid stuff when we were uh, teenagers. Like we would do shopping cart jousting. Um, so we would like get into shopping carts and basically run at each other and try to like fight each other and kind of along those lines of like doing stupid shit. There was one time where I don't remember someone was in a car and I like jumped on the hood and they were like, they were driving, but they were stopped, but then they were like, all right, I'm going to drive. And so they went like 35, 40 ish miles and hit the brakes (laughs) and I fucking flew forward. It was a, it was a painful roll. Dude, Tom Cruise is like. 90 years old and he does his own stunts i know you got it i, I mean i'm still here <laughs> oh i didn't even mention how i almost died from that too he <laughs> said if the cut on my foot had been any wider it would have hit an artery Ooh, god i hate i hate stories like these i don't know why <laughs> I feel like he's like i'm feeling it in my okay. artery i'm feeling it yeah i feel it i get this intense pain okay. i get sharp pains when people talk about gross cuts and shit like that i would never work in the medical profession oh yeah neither would i that that was that was the worst injury i've ever had i've never broken any bones or anything like that <laughs> that one time that one time well <laughs> you kick a window once and you learn you know <laughs> yeah, i wouldn't recommend it <laughs> If you take one thing away from this podcast, let it be that. Yeah, I don't know if I'd ever kick a window, especially after this story. I really oh, like well. my my tendons, so. They're pretty good. I hear they help you to yeah, do they're... a lot of things. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. Walk, uh, yeah. grasp things, mm-hmm. balance. All, all uh, essential things in daily lives, so. That's very true, that's very true. Alrighty, guys, it seems like this is about the end of the Indie Incursion Podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Of course, this is your weekly Indie Games podcast, all about uh, the Indie Game news that's come out that week. And we also, uh, of course, give you the Indie Game release schedule and a little bit of chatter about kicking windows and shit. It's pretty exciting. Uh, This posts every Friday to different podcast services. We've got it on Spotify, Podbean, and uh, crap. There's another one. Oh, yeah. Google Podcasts. I forgot. Uh, eventually, it's just, I made a New Year's resolution that I'm going to put this podcast on iTunes eventually in 2019, and it'll happen. Don't you guys worry. One day. One day we'll yeah, be one day. iTunes official. <laughs> but that's about it for us today. Thank you guys so much for watching. Oh, and I almost forgot. Uh, you guys, if you want to chat with me outside the show, you can hit me up at Hyde Legion. Um, if you want to hit up Josh, you can follow him on Twitter at the underscore George 90 and uh, Errol, you're just at Errol M, right? Yep. That is at E-R-O-E-R-R-O-L-L-M. Yep. Boom. Yeah, I was trying to say, just to clarify, I know how to spell your name. I was trying to say L, and I said O, so chill. Damn, the Twitter mastermind memorizing everything. Just so good. Uh, Of course, that is the end of this podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening, and I hope you guys have a great week. Bye, guys.